How can sports and being a world-class athlete prepare you for success in all aspects of your life? On this episode of The Success Code, let's bring it in. Ready? Welcome to The Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking The Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we give a positive outlook on your journey in cracking your own personal success code. And today I'm super uh, hype. I've been trying to get my mans for a while, trying to connect with my man for a while. My bro, Marcus Peterson on the show. Yo, Marcus is an athlete, entrepreneur, CEO, and founder of MP Motivational Apparel, and just someone that from afar, I look up to and super motivated by and just someone that is a dope dude to be around. Marcus, what's up, brother? My man, how's it going? First and foremost, thank you so much. It's a pleasure of, of being on your podcast and your show. Um, thank you, bro. Like you said, it's been it's been some time, but we're finally here. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going to talk about what you're doing and we got to be quick because uh, you're a busy man. And you you out there getting money, but. First, I just want to wanted you to touch on um, your story of struggle, um, your story of going from where you are to the NFL into building your brand, because you have one of the one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard. And that's prove yourself right. And, mm. you know, I'm one of those dudes. I got a chip on my shoulder, not a chip, but a boulder. And um, you kind of use that as motivation to just take it to the next level. So kind of give your story where you grew up, how you grew up, and uh, your journey on uh, making it to the league, man. Yes, sir. So, again, I'm Mark Peterson. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah. Born and raised in Inglewood, California, um, so that's just in the middle of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Went to a very small private school, um, Christian school called Price High School, mm -hmm. which is um, in Los Angeles. So I graduated with 25 students, then I went off to play football. I didn't start playing until 10th grade. Uh, because I was always playing basketball, but everyone was getting taller than I was. So then I um, started playing football because my best friend really wanted me to play. Yeah. So we had about 12 athletes on the team. Mm -hmm. So ideally, like football, you have to have like way more. Uh, so I went to school for a semester in Kansas, and I transferred to a school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. uh, where I didn't start to grow the passion for football probably to my junior year of college. Uh -huh. Um, so my college years didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, as far as like the football aspect of things. Yeah. So it, it was a spark cause I was working on one of the, uh, football, I think it was Terrell Pryor when he was a quarterback for the Raiders at the time. I think I was a junior in college and he was like, you know, you, you, you run good routes, pretty good. Like he thought I was like an elite and that instantly right then and there was like, okay maybe I should start taking this seriously. And that's where my passion grew. I'll never forget it. So then basically to, to briefly say, um, went off, didn't get drafted, didn't, didn't go to the combine and whatnot, got overlooked. Um, Cause I said my college years didn't pan out the way I wanted to football wise. So I graduated at 16. Then I had the opportunity with the, uh, the Browns, but I didn't get signed. So I got an opportunity, um, to go play overseas, but also to get my MBA. So I had to get my MBA in global business finance. So it was a beauty because I went overseas in London. So I've never been there. Um, yeah. 
And it's different from go versus going on vacation versus living somewhere and making a whole new life for yourself. Yeah. So it was literally the hardest but best year of my life as far as everything. Mental development, physical development, spiritual development, like really understanding who you are as a person, as a man. Like yeah. there was no language barrier, but there was a culture barrier. Uh, it was just so much thrown at you at one time and you either had to survive or you weren't. Yeah. And I came out tenfold, which was definitely a blessing. And I say, like, I learned time management. I learned about myself, yeah. my limitations, my passions, different outlook on how small America really is. So it was literally the best. And I graduated from there. Um, then I had a little stench with Jacksonville Jaguars, and then I got signed with the Chargers. So it was like, the difference between mine is most people go to like a big high school or big college and they they start what 21 22 23 24 yeah. but i didn't start until i was 20 so i didn't sign my first contract until i was like 26. yeah so i was able to travel the world first i was able to get my mba first i was able to build a brand first so it was just like honestly from my point of view i was a little older more mature yeah so it was just like you know the fries at the end of the bag like oh shit, some more fries or she gave me extra <laughs> she gave me an extra the sauce without a charge yeah. yeah, so that's kind of how it is. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, Yoki, a bunch of people just hopped on. We are talking how sports prepared my brother Marcus Peterson for success. If you are on Facebook, make sure you hop in the chat below, ask him some questions. Um, if you're on YouTube, that's on the right side. If you're on Periscope or LinkedIn, we don't even know where you go for that. We don't use those platforms that much. Um, so I just want to say to, hi to people who are live right now who are in chat. We got uh, Vic. Vic Damone said, what's up, family? Yo, what's up, Vic? How you doing, brother? How you doing? Um, Vic, how's it going? So, uh, Marcus, I wanted to touch on something real quick. A um, couple things uh, based on what you said in your story. Someone told you or they thought you were in the league before you were in the league. And I right. always tell this story about how this billionaire spoke over me, something greater than anyone ever spoke over me in my life. And it kind of threw me off. Like, why does this billionaire see something that nobody else saw? And so mm -hmm. um, how did that change your mind frame when someone thought you were in the league when maybe you didn't even think you were going, you were able to go to the league yet? What did that do to your mindset, your brain and in your vision. Yeah, so there, God places sparks in our lives where, let's say for instance, uh, uh, for an example, let's say you smoke cigarettes 15 years. Yeah. Then one of your loved ones passes away of lung cancer, then boom, you never smoke again. So I think habits are, can be, can be destroyed off of instinct and off of sparks. So for me, I remember the first one, I had an ex-girlfriend who her family was super wealthy. And God put her in my life for a season because growing up in the inner city, I didn't see wealth as a thing. Yeah. I didn't see a better living. As I thought that was just like, oh, that's just what, you know, different races or whatever it does. Yeah. So that was a spark in my life then. Mm -hmm. Then this one was, I was just doing it because my friends were doing it as far as football is concerned. Yeah. So once he instilled those words into me in that mindset, it was like instant, like, wow, okay, maybe this is a, a, a extra step for me. Yeah. So, and, and I say this in interviews all the time, the only, the reason that really, 
the only reason why I really wanted to excel and to make it to the league is because a lot of people said I couldn't. Yeah. So I think that if my plan were to go as I wanted it, yeah, then I wouldn't have the drive or I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So I think looking back, like I still have all these questions like in 2015, like, man, why me? Why this? Why that? And they didn't get answered until 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's super dope because that's my motivation as well. And a lot of people look at that motivation as a bad thing. I am actually was coaching three uh, music artists that are coming up in the game that a lot of people are going to know. And um, I was, you know, they were just like, you know, I know it's like a bad thing, but I just kind of just want to shit on everyone that said I couldn't do it. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. If that's your motivation, but you think that it's bad to think that way, then you're throwing your motivation to the sideline. You, It's okay to embrace that. And it's okay to just want to just prove people wrong. But um, you were talking about when you were overseas, how it was the hardest time of your life and how that was a struggle. And um, I have a quote where I say, "There's a, life only has two characters in its narratives. That's struggle and progress. Struggle mm-hmm. and progress. So just kind of talk about how you maneuvered through that struggle and uh, how it was able to help you progress as a, as a person and in your brand. Hmm. Let me let me word this correctly. Okay, so I look at it as getting thrown into the ocean. You know, how some people say you get thrown to the pool, learn how to swim. Like, oh, no, this was a deep. Because I was a lot of people don't know. So the first, okay, let's go back. Mm-hmm. The process of trying to live in another country is so rigorous and so hard that a lot of people might not really understand. Um, especially at that time in 2016 when we were getting a new president. So yeah. everything was just in shambles. So trying to live in another country is not just buying a plane ticket and going over there. Yeah. Then enrolling into a school, then trying to learn a culture. It was just the adaption, the adaptation of everything was just so new. Mm-hmm. And it was it was definitely nice because I had three other Americans who were on the same page. So I kind of had that support system with them. Um, and their educational system is way different from Americans' education system. So I was learning at a level seven master's program that I had no idea about because I was always in the American educational system yeah. of learning. So their ways of learning, uh, their methods, how they recite and research and just little, just little things we don't think about is way different. So every country's educational system is different. Obviously, I think Japan or China's number one right now, but that was the hardest thing too, is adapting at such a high level, you know what I mean? So yeah. quickly, the thing I learned was time management. I used to literally have to time my showers, time my naps, time my, my lunches. It was insane because doing your master's and your dissertation and classes and also trying to build a personal brand and also doing football, which I, what I was there for, it was just not enough time in the day, but. I really had to master time management and my my communication skills. I've always had like that very outgoing, that 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 good aura about myself or comfortability. So I never had a problem with that. But it was just meeting people from a different culture. Because now on that side you have the whole 
continent of Africa that, you know, migrates to obviously the UK. Then you have the Middle East, then you have Asian and you have the Indian. So it's like their races were a little different because here, you know, we have Koreans, Hispanics, things of that nature, but it's a whole nother side of the world, East Asia, things of that nature that are different from what, I, what I've known normal. So that was very interesting. So it was just literally living on like a whole nother planet, which I was adapted to. Yeah. But it was, it was very, you had to learn on the fly. So like I said, either you'll sink or swim, and I was blessed enough to be able to, to swim. Yeah. You got to burn those boats and uh, you got to succeed or, or literally fall. Um, you know, I travel when I speak and uh, like going to the UK, going places, just being there a week or three days is tough. I couldn't only imagine living there, you know, not knowing anybody. The weather's different. The swagger's different. The weather's different. Yeah. And it's just um, uh, trying to figure out uh, how to navigate through that had to have been tough. But it, all, it also makes you resilient. And one thing I noticed is the news cycles in different countries are way different. I thought we were being, being fed, like, the real information. And it's the same information but a whole different perspective in different countries. So everybody's seeing different news and believing different stuff exactly um, so you get back um and then you created mm -hmm. mp motivational apparel tell us about that uh what it is and what inspired you to uh put that brand together so first and foremost um growing up in like high school or even college i was always known as like oh uh, marcus the guy who plays sports or football mm -hmm. and i was always into like Entrepreneurs like Mark Cuban, Ralph Lauren, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, Michael Jordan. And their pillar, their primary pillar was either sport or whatever it was, rapping, owning whatever, Microsoft, whatever. And then they branched off to different things. Yeah. So in my early 20s, mid to early 20s, I wanted to be known for not just football because I know that doesn't last forever. So I wanted to be Marcus this, Marcus this, Marcus this. So I knew that reaching another market as far as like a global market put me in such a, a better position. Yeah. As far as so I knew that was my big thing. I knew I only had a year. So I had to get as much candy out of the canister as I could. Yeah. Um, that's why I was traveling like crazy, meeting people, branching off because I had a different I had a different brand because everybody else was like from you know Europe, but me, I was American playing football was new, yeah. so it was like I need to establish such a brand there. Now I kind of knew I had an inkling like I was grinding like crazy, and then I think that's around spring of 
uh, Neptune, uh, like BBC, um, in out McDonald's, all of the top marquee name brand names, and I want to cultivate that with a personal brand. You know what I mean? So I, I took all of those instances and those strategies and put them all on one. So that's why I came up with the three. And then I would, it's crazy because a lot of people have like those mom and pop brands, but I knew that timing was everything. So I wanted to wait until it made sense. Yeah. So having an inkling, I was like, boom, finally got the call. Um, I was literally going to work like at a corporate job because obviously coming out of my MBA, I had a bunch of job offers. So I was like on my sixth interview. Um, and then I told him like, man, I just feel like it's going to come. And then two weeks later, boom, the call came. And now since I had everything under wraps as far as my brand, I just wanted to launch it. And I had everything ready. So this, the day after, and I got that global exposure, mm-hmm. um, and I launched it. So that was the biggest thing. Like timing was everything with the brand. And it reached not only the American market that I had and established, but also the overseas international market. So I took both of them together. And it's really it's interesting because my target market at first was like high school and college kids. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I came out with it, it switched. To people who've never played a sport ever, uh, RNs, mothers, fathers, farmers. Like it was, so I had to adjust business wise because what I planned for the target market to be, it switched to a whole nother domain. So it, it generates and correlates with any and everyone. Okay. Dope, man. Dope. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for everyone who is watching live right now. A bunch of people just jumped on. We are talking to my brother. Marcus Peterson about how sports prepared him for success. And we are about to go into the red zone where we fire off some quick questions. We got four quick questions and then we'll get you up out of here. So let's uh, jump into the red zone. All right, Marcus, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. Would you rather be respected or loved? Mm, it's so insane. I had this conversation with my ex, yeah, top of this year, and I just had this conversation again, but definitely respect it. Hands down, respect. Don't, don't show me that respect. What's your definition of success? Mm. As I'm growing, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that there is not one definition of success. Everybody's definition of success is different. And it's crazy saying that because I remember. Um, talking to this little girl, my, my little cousin, she was five, yeah. and her goal in life is to be a mother wow. at five years old. So I think everybody's goal, like, you know, as I'm growing up and, and seeing so many things, money is not really the goal. Yeah. Success can be having a family, someone that loves you, yeah. four walls, a roof, a job, like secure, financial security, yeah. going on vacation twice a year. Like, Everybody's success is different, and that has to be just fame or fortune. So everybody defines their success as different. So true, so true. Um, Health. uh, What is a quote you live by? Jeez, millions of them. Uh, My mom always raised me, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Hey, okay. What would you rather be? a huge success in football as an athlete or business side as an entrepreneur? Uh, athlete, because it gives you so much of a 
seeing inside out and outside in. Yeah. It gives you so much of a platform that once you're done with that, you can go out and not only be financially have that that stability, but also have that that brand behind you to become uh, an entrepreneur and a businessman. So definitely have the one before the other. Dope, dope. Um, we got a question. Um, someone asked, um, "Have you ever seen someone that?" motivated you because they said or thought that you couldn't succeed and then you saw them after you succeeded uh how did that conversation go and how did that go when you saw that person wasn't a conversation but it was years later where i've seen and i was like ah it all makes sense so there's a quote excuse me like well, there's a saying in the bible that says the first shall finish last and the last shall finish first and just going off of kind of like how my college career went, it's literally like that. I was the first out of both universities to ever reach the NFL signing for a contract. Um, so I think I've heard I've heard what they've said from others after, you know, like either now or even like my high school teachers. They've all everybody has reached out to me as, as far as doubters or whatnot. So I just kind of take that in a salt. I see it in my brain, you know what I mean? But I, I, I've never really ever had those one-on-one sit-down conversations. Yeah. Yeah, dope, dope. All right, man. Um, Is there anything I should have asked you? Um, well, yeah, so now what I'm doing, so even like with my brand, uh, anyone can, can find it at mpmotivation.com. Yeah, my Instagram, as you see it there. Uh, so even with that, like my brand, I started a um, homeless line uh, as far as for socks. So that's one of the top three things that are not given but needed most as far as, you know, you have your woman products, you have um, socks, and also medical stuff, like uh, first aid kit. So I started a sock line at the top of this year. That's been really going good. COVID has kind of altered things, obviously, for the outreach, but still, um, going good and now um, in the finance industry now. So that's been going good. So just putting my hand in every hand that I can. Oh, to your question, the biggest, one of the biggest uh, quotes I live by now yeah. is a total mantra. The mantra of mine is, you don't get your 20s back. And I try to exhaust every opportunity. Like I said, try to put my hand in every hat as much as possible because we don't get this time back. I'm not married. I have any children. So I'm jumping off of Every cliff I see, for, uh, you know, uh, not literally, but figuratively speaking. But you don't get your 20s back. It's definitely yeah. the biggest quote that I live by right now. Yeah. Uh, we got a question that just came in real quick. Someone said, if you have to start over from scratch, what's the first three steps you would take to building your brand? I developed a skill in art, really. And that's because my best friend, thank so thankful for him, is not caring what others think. That is the biggest thing. Um, develop more of that, not caring what others think. Um, not trying to impress everyone. Because you get to a certain part where you feel like you have all these expectations for your family, your friends, but learning to live just for you and your happiness is definitely a big thing. Starting from scratch, I would. I wouldn't really change anything. I'd probably be more focused. 
as far as you know, partying and girls and things of that nature. But I think you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't change anything because I've learned so much from everything that I've done and have not done. Mm-hmm. I'd be more cautious and more concentrated on time, but I'm I'm very satisfied up to par right this second of my journey and how I went, how I attacked everything. So I wouldn't change too much if that makes sense. Dope, man. Dope. Um, thank you for uh, hopping on. Again, I know you got a, a one o'clock going on here. I just want to say uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for everybody who hopped on here. We got your IG below you. Uh, you got the socks going. Um, I'll make sure I'll, I'll post this on socials, post all of your links, YouTube, everywhere. Um, also, thank you so I'll, much. I'll, I'll hit you up. We're doing a toy drive, uh, partnering in the Inland Empire. I'm out here in the Inland Empire uh, with One Love IE. So um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna reach out to you and see what we could do about some toys. And okay. Thanks, brother. Yo, thanks for coming on. It's been a long time coming. And Roy, thank you so much. Yeah, all day. Real yeah, quick, day. Uh, you got about three minutes. Uh, tell us what you do in the financial services. So let's say I'm a guy, you know, I make six figures, but I don't really know where to put my money, how to do it. What exactly do you do in uh, finances now? So I'll just piggyback off. So one of the lucrative industries that reached out to me after I got my MBA um, was also the financial industry. Um, so I got my MBA. So as COVID hit, I, um, I I started taking my licensing for the Series 6, the state exam, Series 7, not Series 63. So I became a financial advisor and a wealth management um, rep. So I have my own cultivative planning, uh, financial planning business through Northwestern Mutual. So what it is that I do and tackle is, you know, t- uh, risk mitigation, tax mitigation asset accumulation and also wealth management meaning things that we love to protect so like for instance you have a, a business so we want to plan for business taxes a huge thing yeah. planning for that uh, financial analysis of making that so like making learning how to make money work for you because you know amenities for casing if you can match so everything under the umbrella of finance for a set for instance like you said six figures don't know what to do with it uh putting it in the market is such an up and down thing uh, let's say tesla is hundred dollars it's a share today tomorrow it could be four hundred dollars so you can either gain or lose or putting it into real estate putting it into policies if you have children you want to leave something behind or developing that cash value that you can use later in the year so it's just a multitude of things of how, like you said, you meet with entrepreneurs daily, yeah. and how there's 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 three there's like you know seven principles of how they all work. Doesn't matter what they do, yeah. discipline, learning how to make money work for them, time management, yeah. focus. You know what I mean? So it's like that all correlates and aligns with how to make money. And the biggest thing for me is like like now, inflation is going up, uh, population is going up. Even with this whole COVID thing, you never know what happens. Uh, 40 million plus lost their jobs. So now what? Like, you know, it, it's still reality with it. It's like, 
those medical bills still pile up. I know in the UK they don't they have free Medicare, but living here in the US, you still have to pay for those 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 hospital bills. Or like if someone passes on, you still have to pay for those debts. Or is there a house in their name? So the reality of everything and planning. So that's where I come in and I help navigate those goals and where you want to be and set those apart. Like if you said a hundred thousand, you'll know what to do with it. But putting it in a savings account is not doing anything for you because inflation goes up 2.5, almost 3% every year. So you're obviously losing value in that hundred thousand rather than putting it into stock market for exchange policies. So just helping people understand and uh, to reach their goals plan and to make more money, obviously. There you go. There you go. All right, brother. Thank you again. Hope we get to, uh, we're meeting soon and hopefully things open yes, up so we can uh, celebrate and turn up soon. It's been a minute since we, since we all turned up together. It has, man. It has. I still remember them shorts, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember them boots you had on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the only, hey, the only two on the party were abs, though. That. <laughs> yeah. That's all that really matters. Huh? <laughs> it was winning out there. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, everyone who joined on to the live. Again, it's going to post on YouTube, LinkedIn. Make sure you share. Make sure you comment. Make sure you like this and share it with your friends. Until next time, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed making it for you. And always remember to be yourself. We out. Thank you. Welcome to the Success Code where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code. Success code.